Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Close the Deal podcast. In this episode, we will be interviewing Saad Benen, an investment banking managing director here at Deutsche Bank in Dubai, with over 26 years of experience in mergers and acquisitions, equity capital markets, debt capital markets, and more. Hi, Saad. How are you doing today? You doing okay? I'm good, thank you. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm conscious that you must be really busy right now, so I'll get straight to it. So for the viewers listening, uh, could you start off by just giving us a general overview of yourself, uh, your career, maybe where you studied and the companies you worked for and where you're working right now? Okay, thank you very much for your time. Uh, I'm Sal Benani. I, uh, I'm currently a managing director uh, in investment banking and heading uh, investment bank for the MENA region, uh, Middle East and North Africa for Deutsche Bank. I've been a banker for 26 years. Um, I started in the US um, with a firm called Smith Barney, which became Solomon Smith Barney, which became part of Citigroup um, in the US. Then I joined Bankers Trust, which became Deutsche Bank, where I was a telecom TMT banker in investment banking uh, in the US, then moved to London uh, for a few years. And from London, moved to uh, with, with Deutsche Bank and then uh, moved to Dubai for Deutsche Bank, where I opened the Deutsche Bank offices here for investment banking. I moved then to Merrill Lynch, where I opened the investment banking um, uh, arm of Merrill Lynch in the region, then joined uh, Credit Suisse, where I was a managing director there for 12 and a half years, running investment bank for MENA and North, uh, Middle East and North Africa for, for Credit Suisse, and, and recently moved back to, to Deutsche Bank. So my, uh, my responsibilities include uh, our, you know, investment bank, corporate finance mostly, M&A, DCM, uh, ECM, uh, um, the financing, you know, uh, uh, everything except for, the, for, for markets, i.e. trading and fixed income. Wow, that's incredible, right? <laughs> Essentially, four bulge bracket firms, 26 years in investment banking, and what, 15, 16 years as an managing director? Uh, no, 15. 15 years. Wow. That's very incredible, Fortunate, right? Yeah. Like okay. essentially a generational talent. You got the managing director in, right? Are you like 10 years? A feat very rarely seen. So, yeah. Um, okay. You see managing directors quite uh, happening in 10 years? Um, it, it, on the trading side and the market side, you can be managing director very quickly. And investment banking, it takes a bit of time because you need to be three years analyst, four years associate, then a number of years uh, uh, VP, director, and MD. Uh, my director level was accelerated because I, uh, of the, the, the transactions that, that, that at the time I generated. But, but uh, in the markets, you can be an MD very, very quickly. Um, uh, there are examples of MDs at 28, 29 years, but not in investment banking. Fair enough. So um, I'll start right off. So for some context, we have covered the junior level positions um, previously in a, our previous episode of Close the Deal podcast. We had an associate that talked about 
um, you know, his experiences being an analyst, but also being an associate. So considering uh, you're a managing director, could you tell us a little bit about what it's like to be a senior banker, what the transition is from, right, being a junior banker, like an analyst associate role, and to, um, right, a senior banker? And what are the characteristics that someone needs to break into that, like, senior banker role? I think every responsibility has its, uh, every uh, title has its responsibilities. So as an analyst, your, 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 your ultimate goal is to learn the skill sets, uh, to model, to analyze, to present uh, uh, the, the opportunity. As an associate, it's a transition during which you, you continue to, to grow as, as a, you know, the, the, the skill set that you had as an analyst. And also you, you start to, to learn how to manage your analysts. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a VP, you start to have a lot more client interaction and you're responsible for uh, the execution of, of the deal. Uh, as a director, you, you, you start to grow into your origination skills and client management and at the same time, you 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 let you 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 de- you continue to leverage to 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 develop your managerial skills. And as an MD, you're you if you if you are like uh, on the origination side, you're responsible for generating revenues, uh, mm-hmm. uh, same as director, but more substantial revenues than than if you were director. And 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 you have the full responsibilities of of uh, of running uh, uh, client relationships. And and then after that you have group heads and you 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 your responsibility is to help uh, uh, not you help but to to structure the deal to to structure the team to to build budgets to uh, you have more responsibilities from a, a, as part of a of a senior banker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much. So so uh, from what I get, it's basically like analysts. You're 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 getting your fundamentals right right you're 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 getting that like modeling skills your your you know client ready presentations that sort of stuff associate it's a little bit more of that but you're learning how to manage your your analysts and then when you when you make that transition to vp it starts getting to that more like origination client based relationship type of work and then director is as you get more senior it's your basically your job to bring in revenues for the company in terms of origination that's correct perfect so i i mean that's incredible because you know i think that there's a there's a huge lack of information specifically on the senior banker level i think there are plenty of resources to find information on the analyst and associate position so i'm really happy to have you here um, and to tell me a little bit about your experiences, right, being a VP director and, and, and MD. So the next question I wanted to ask you is your experiences at Credit Suisse, Deutsche Bank, and Merrill Lynch. Um, and I wanted to ask you, so how different were your experiences at these huge banks? And maybe um, if, if this affected it, maybe pre-2008 and then post-2008, what do you think it takes to become an MD? Because I know a lot of people get to VP and they can't they can't step up, right? They stay at VP basically their entire careers, and I and I think right like it's luck or unlock. It's depending how you want to look at it. Um, you know, there, there are some. You know, there's there's um, there isn't anyone that I know 
that has been in banking for a long time that has not experienced being laid off from work and come back mm-hmm. or whatever or you know it all happens you know like i was in the us uh, my colleague was telling me about how he laid off a, 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 a an associate or VP who, did, who was very average and he became a billionaire because he was employee number four at WeWork or something like this. Or mm. uh, I know people who left as, as associate JP Morgan as part of a restructuring. They were very good, uh, but you know, restructuring affects everybody. And, and they founded a huge chain of restaurants. So, you know, it's it's you know. You know, I, I, I've been in banking for 26 years. I've been laid off twice. Uh, uh, once was, you know, uh, laid off, but uh, I thought of restructuring, but we hired within the next, you know, kept on, uh, as a consultant and, and brought back. And the other time was at CS. Uh, where, as, you know, there's politics involved and, you know, it, it happens all the time. Uh, and you cannot take it personally. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're not you, you don't you know the thing is that I've been in banking for 26 years and I've been I've been an MD for 15 years um, it's because I'm good at what I do so yeah. I, I, I don't <laughs> I'm not I'm not uh, if there was if there was a problem you know uh, don't take it personally and, and move on Fair it happens everyone to, to CEOs to analysts and to anyone. So you have to you have to be basically persistent, mm-hmm. and, and you have to think about you know if you have it helps to have a bit of faith to have faith and say everything happens for a reason, and and a lot of people convert into uh, a, a trans, to transition into things that are better. Mm. Yeah, because right, because you bounced back, right? You said you were laid off from CS, and you you were right. You went to you went back to Deutsche Bank as an MD. So uh, I was like, not going to come back lower than an MD. Yeah, obviously, fair enough. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I've seen I've seen people right, like not at the MD level, but you know, they get laid off, and you know, it's over. Like they go take some like. Uh, like a, a small job or like yeah either at a startup or you know it is what it is yeah it is what... the thing is when you're young and single you can take more risks and try different things yeah. uh, the number of people that have left banking to go into fintech or to go into xyz is incredible now uh, and, and and maybe it's the right decision for them uh, and, and and you know it's it's uh, it's uh, you know the thing is that you will have opportunities along the way that you cannot conceive now because the technology doesn't exist. For example, that might be super exciting, um, and and you may decide to jump into that. And I almost did also a couple of times. Really? Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, like you know, 26 years, a lot of things happened in 26 years. Uh, you know, I've had opportunities to be CEO of corporations uh, that I, I, I took down, you know, but I could have been, you know, uh, uh, running a corporate now, but doesn't mean that I would be happy or not or whatever, you know. There are different opportunities that come at different times. Mm-hmm. It's like you will have many girlfriends and you have to decide which one's going to be Yeah, right. fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so... 
Yeah. It's about how good you are at, at making those decisions, right? It's like it's about how lucky you are and mm. and how persistent you are. Fair enough. Yeah. Because luck, luck plays, plays a big role. Yeah. Fair enough. So um before uh, you cut out a little bit, I was I was uh, just asking so in that transition right from new york to london to dubai um you know like i said if you're not comfortable answering this conversation uh, this question that's fine we can move on but i wanted to ask you um specifically about like how the compensation works um because like i know you know some people they come to dubai and they're expats and they get like expat benefits and they're they get an upgrade right but i, I i'm curious to know like Right. Obviously, maybe Dubai is going to be a smaller market than New York. Right. So do you, is that the same case for, 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 for like finance, for investment banking? Is it like do you get an upgrade when you move or do you get like a downgrade when you move? At what levels? Um, I'd say like associate to VP. Doesn't, doesn't make a difference. You pay the same way as in the US or in, in the UK. Really? Even in, uh, what about that at the like VP, director, MD level? No, VP as well. Director, MD is how much you get paid on how much money you generate. Yeah, right? It's like, yeah. Like, Everywhere is the same. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, so, okay. But so, like, if you, doesn't matter the size of the market, if you generate like a lot of money, you'll get paid very high, like, very well. Huh. So like, so you, you, ah, but, at, but what about the analyst level? That's different, right? You get paid the same. Really? That's, hmm. even in Dubai, I would assume UK and, and New York, but even Dubai? Listen, I have a team. I know what I pay my guys. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Interesting. That's really interesting because I thought like, you know, it was like drastically different, right? Because like, you know, living like, you know, comparative. The, to, diff the, the, the difference is you get paid here tax-free. So yeah. if you get paid 100K in the US, and you get paid 100K here. You have a lot more to do with 100K tax-free than 100K yeah. tax at 43% or 42%. Yeah, fair enough. So would you say that that's an incentive to come... To, you know, no, I would never advise you to start as an analyst associate here. Mm -hmm. Right, because you're because uh, 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 it won't be the same experience. Like you're not gonna learn as much. No, you're gonna learn as much, but there you're part of a team that is, uh, I don't know, hundred analysts. Here you're gonna be part of a team of three analysts. Oh, uh, okay. There you're gonna work on hard on 50 deals here you're going to work hard on five deals uh, uh you know the, the 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 intensity and the volume uh, there is much greater than it is uh in in the market and and the reason is pretty simple is that the fees are different in the us than in europe mm -hmm. you know on an ipo you get paid anywhere between four and a half and seven percent on an ipo so if you work on a hundred million dollar ipo you get paid seven million dollars if you if you work on a, in the Europe, you don't work on a hundred million dollar IPO because you get paid one and a half two percent on an IPO. Uh, on a high yield, you get paid one and a quarter percent. In the US, you get paid three four percent. So 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 the fees 
in the U.S. are, are much greater because they they they, they clients uh, pay for advice and are okay to pay for advice. Mm-hmm. When in Europe and even more aggressively here, it's much more competitive, and there's a, there's been a a, uh, a deflation on, on on the pricing. Um, uh, so, so you work a lot more for for your buck here, uh, here meaning EMEA than in the US. So, therefore, in the US, you, the, the 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 volume of transaction is much greater. Mm-hmm. Right. So you do a lot more. Yeah. So, but so you basically like you're not exposed to the trenches, <laughs> like you're not exposed no, to no, what you have to do. You you have the trenches. You're exposed to the trenches. You work super hard here, mm-hmm. uh, and and the UK, you work super hard. But you work super hard in the U.S. as well. But you see, yeah, you you're see part of a bigger ecosystem. Mm-hmm. You live; it's like living in a in a in a in a city versus living in a village. Oh, okay. Huh. I think that's a great analogy. Very interesting. Very. So yeah. So the big difference is the volume of deals, right? Like you're gonna work the same, but it's just like the ecosystem is different because you're 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 part of a greater team versus like a satellite office in dubai where it's like a few analysts i see okay but you work as hard you work as hard mm-hmm. and you and you're almost and you're as good mm-hmm. but also when you're in the us because it's a bigger ecosystem it's easier for you if you decide to go into the buy side because there there are so many buy side you know uh, private equities or VCs mm-hmm. in Europe, you have less, and here you have very little. You see what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, so uh, you know, all of a lot of my former analyst associates, as soon as they move back to UK or, or US, within six months or a year, they're on the buy side. Here, right. it's almost impossible. You join the private, you join the, uh, you join a sovereign wealth fund. You know, for my, for my. For the for my team uh, that that left here, they they want to sovereign wealth funds, but it's a difference going to a Mubadala or Adia than going to a Blackstone, uh, BlackRock, or, yeah. or exactly uh, yeah. Silver Lake, etc. Mm-hmm. So the the opportunity for me, like I, I I would highly advise you to stay in the US. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the buy side, what do you think? Have you ever thought of going to the buy side, or have you ever thought of like always? Always. <laughs> Why haven't you? I mean, it, 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 I'm sure you could do it 100%. The opportunity was not there. The right opportunity was not there. I see. So, and, and, and right, you, you can't really force it. Like, if you force it, you just... I, I tried. I did, it didn't, didn't, didn't uh, you know, like, yeah, if I could, I would have. Yes, absolutely. So, um, 2006 to 2008, I, I was at Merrill Lynch. Mm-hmm. Um, times were very different. The market was less competitive. Uh, the market was super hot. Uh, and it was about building a new team and building from scratch. Um, so very different experience and, 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 uh, uh, and um, very different experience uh, vis-a-vis the clients and vis-a-vis uh, you know, the, the markets. So, so the market also in the region was much less developed, and it was mostly focused on 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 on, this, on, on the capital market side. Um, so, when I moved to to Credit Suisse in two thousand eight, the team was established. The market was different. 
the market was much more competitive, the market has changed, and it was much more, uh, a little bit more uh, M&A focused than, than ECM. Um, so, so and, and, and in 13 years, like in, in banking, it's all about cycles and, and various cycles, uh, you know, you, you, we all experienced the, 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 uh, the 2008, 2009 issue, uh, market disruptions, 2013, 2016, and, and, you know, 2019 with COVID. So, uh, you know, you know, we, we, there was enough time for, 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 for me to experience with at, at CS. The, the different cycles uh, uh, that we went through. And also the team was, was developed. It was not about building a team from scratch. It was, you know, it was about growing the team and, 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 uh, and uh, squeezing as much and, and uh, squeezing as much as possible from, from the market uh, opportunities. Now at Deutsche, uh, I joined a few months ago. It's about rebuilding the team uh, it's about uh, starting a little bit uh, from scratch to, to, to a level. Uh, it's about, you know, facing different type of market disruptions like we are, we are facing today with the increase in interest rates, with the wars, etc. So, you know, the, the, you know, if you stay long enough, depending where you go, if you stay long enough, you experience different cycles. So it's mm -hmm. not, you know, moving firms that you're going to have the same type of experiences you're dealing with different people, and more importantly, you're, different, you're dealing with different circumstances uh, that will make a certain product or into a certain industry hotter than than than, than others. Mm -hmm. So it's more about the circumstance and not the actual company, right? Because, like, you know, right next to 2008, as you said, right, it was a lot different than when you joined CS post 2008, where the team was already established and it was about growing the team as instead of basically like right starting from scratch. Um, so, uh, and the opportunities were different, and the competition <coughs> was different. Definitely, and everything was different. Mm -hmm. So, I want to expand on on your experience at CS because here at Close the Deal, we focus specifically on mergers and acquisitions. Right, we um, host an M and A competition for undergrads and, and stuff like that. So, I wanted to ask: Do you have any deals um, <clears throat> uh, that you can tell the viewers about that really stand out? maybe a larger deal or one with, with a special meaning. And what about the deal specifically stood out? Maybe, you know, it went perfectly right or maybe something went wrong, something like that. So no deal are the same. Right. There's always something that goes wrong in this transaction. And there's hopefully when it closes, it means it went well. Every transaction is different. Um, yeah, the the it's not because the deal is high profile or is large and transact is large in size that it is harder to work on. Every deal, whether you work on a hundred million dollar transaction or ten billion dollar transaction, is the same amount of work, is the same amount of due diligence. Now it's even more difficult because of all the regulatory uh, uh, requirements that we're facing. That makes it a lot harder from a KYC perspective, from from client adoption, etc. So, so it's not, it's not, uh, uh, you know, every, every deal is special, like every child is special. So that is not, and in terms of the most important deal I ever worked on uh, was a deal in two thousand six. Uh, it was an IPO, and hello, yeah, hello, hello, hello. 
Yeah, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Um, uh, the most important deal, uh, the, the, the one, the deal that had the most impact on me was uh, the deal in 2006 is because the deal is uh, on this transaction, I met my wife. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, but uh, um, and then another one uh, in 2011, I, because I named the project after my son. Uh, so, so it's just, you know, every deal is, is, is special in a, in a, in a way. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the most important part of the deal? So in our um, M&A competition, we basically put students through every step of the process, right? Whether it's doing the, on both sides, on the, on the sell, sell side and on the, like the uh, seller side and the buyer side. And you know, whether it be the valuation, right, doing a DCF model, financial modeling, or even doing, uh, you know, industry research, you know, company research, etc. And even up to the, you know, the legal work and the diligence. Um, what do you think is, is the, the most important part of the deal? <clears throat> well, you can do all the valuation work, you can do the best report possible, you can do all the due diligence you work, but if we have not done the early stage, the KYC, know your client, adopted your client, make sure that in the systems, everything is clear and adopted and everybody's on board, you won't get the deal done. Yeah, there's no, I, so, yeah, valuation is nothing without, yeah. Every step, the thing is, there's no one step that is more important than the other. Every step, every step, every process uh, is essential. From this, from the from from the KYC and adopting the client, which you think is the easy to do and 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 uh, and and uh, automatic, if you don't do it in time before you get the the, 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 the everything done, you know you 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 won't get it, it won't you won't you you won't realize the transaction. It's about. You know, you know, unfortunately, everybody has seen, you know, we've seen in, in our lives, uh, deal close without the client adoption happening. We cannot invoice the clients. We cannot do anything. Uh, it, it, you know, the thing with M&A, it's ev- everything is essential. Mm-hmm. Everything is essential. It's you're preparing. It's like it's cooking. <laughs> if you forget the salt. You can have the best meat or the best fish or the best vegetable. It has no taste. You see what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. exactly it. Everything is essential in a in 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 a, in a in a transaction. And people think that you know you have to be good in in uh, you know yeah in modeling. You have to do the DCF well, the LBO analysis well, etc. Yeah, every step of the process is essential, and this is something that people tend to forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could have like wagyu wagyu beef, but even the like, if you don't have the butter, the olive oil, then exactly no taste. And and it's also delivering it to the client, and it's also it's also negotiating with the other party. It's also uh, uh, there's there's uh, you know you have a valuation report, but if you're not able to present it in a way that is convincing to the client, or you cannot uh, uh, negotiate. The terms uh, uh, of the SPA or the shareholders agreement, or you know, it, it fails. Mm-hmm. It, it's every step is the is important. 
Actually, I wanted to ask you about those soft skills because it's, it's, it's those things that, you know, you don't really learn in a textbook, right? You, you can learn financial accounting, right, really well. You can learn all the concepts, you know, at university or, or through a course and stuff like that, right? You mentioned the negotiation or presenting, you know, your valuation report to the client in a way that convinces them of the deal. What do you think like develops these soft skills? Is it just experience or is there something specific you could do to expose yourself to learning these soft skills, right? Negotiation and presentation. So, so there are two aspects. One is experience, but the, the second one and the most important one is in whatever you do, you have to put yourself in your client's shoes. Mm-hmm. What do I want as a client? Um, what is beneficial for me as a client? What, what suits me as, as, as a client? Uh, and that is something that is essential. Always mm-hmm. put, your, your, put yourself in your client's shoes and what you think is, is for the benefits of the clients. Mm-hmm. So, right, so a greedy banker, right, is not going to convince the client at the end of the day. If they can't see... Maybe it, once, maybe mm-hmm. once. He will lie, but after this, it's it, it, after this, he's gone or she's gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. perfect. It's it's always the client has you know the more the client trusts you, the the more you're you're convincing. Yeah, it's all about establishing that trust, right? Like at the end of the day, it's all about establishing this trust. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, see, that's that's why I I think that's a huge part of MA that's overlooked, right? Like people want to boil down on their, on the, on the, on the like DCF, you know, LBO, whatever it might be. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's a huge part of MA. Um, so um, not only MA, uh, everything. Yeah, definitely. Right. The, the soft skills apply everywhere. Even if you transition out of finance, right? Like the, the, the soft skills could apply. Uh, we've we've like uh, the, the, I've been in situation where we've done all the work and I told the client this is not a transaction for you don't do it. Wow. Really? Like you you told the client this is not good for yeah. you and yeah. let it go. I don't advise you to do this transaction. Doesn't make any sense. Wow. See, yeah, but actually, I wanted to to expand on that. Do you think that other senior bankers? act in the same way is that a characteristic of a senior banker or do you think it's 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 different everywhere that's the characteristic of a good banker to tell to be in the client's shoes and to deliver you know the best for the clients that's what it is perfect um so thank you that's that's so interesting i I, and i i really wanted to learn more about the soft skills myself so thank you so much for that so um, moving on, um, my, my next question was about the different countries you've worked in and the different markets you've been exposed to. Could you little, could tell me a little bit more about your transition through New York, London, and Dubai, how M&A deals differ or, or deals in general differ from New York, London, and Dubai, and how do the cultural differences in, this place, in these places affect the work, if at all? They don't because M and A, they they have different fields. There's you can work on a private deal, you can work on a public deal. Mm-hmm. 
Private and public are two different things. If you were on a private deal in the US or Europe or here, it's the same thing. If you work on a public transaction, you're facing uh, 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 the, 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 the regulators, uh, mm-hmm. the different regulators. And every, diff- every regulatory body has, uh, every jurisdiction has different uh, re- re- regulatory requirements. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and so there's a legal aspect to it. Um, so, so it's 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 basically it's basically like uh, cooking Italian food and cooking uh, French food or cooking Italian food or cooking Middle Eastern food. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so there are different recipes and different ways to approach the deal depending on the different regulatory requirements. Would you say it's um, more difficult in 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 some countries than others? And If so, then which countries would uh, it be more difficult? maybe more difficult because you know less about these places uh, mm-hmm. and you have to, 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 to learn. To, it's, it's always more difficult the first time you do it. Um, but, you know, the more experience you have working in, in different jurisdictions, the, bet, the better you are. It's, it's a matter of... Uh, of uh, there are jurisdictions that are more challenging Um, because you don't know, you know, you need more assistance from a, from from on the legal side or, or on the regulatory side because you don't know them. Um, but uh, but that that that's basically is are the key differences mm-hmm. of working in different jurisdictions. So you'd say private deals, it, it doesn't really make that much of a difference, right? New York, London, Dubai, but with public deals, since you're dealing with the regulators then it makes a difference because right everyone has different rules for deals to some extent yes i'm not saying private is all the same because you you know every every transaction is different every transaction has its own complexity you know you can work on a hostile deal which is more complicated than a friendly transaction you can work on there's no there's no easy or tough there's no it's it's You know, it's it's like you know you have different children, and each of them are are, uh, are, are different. Uh, it's not because they're born from the same parents that they have the same characteristics. Everything is different, and this is you know you you have to be on on your uh, uh, you have to keep your eyes and ears open uh, on uh, at every step of the process, uh, uh, anywhere you work, and on every transaction you work on. Mm-hmm. So there's so, no easy or tough. It's it's it is it's different. It is yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, I see what you mean. Like yeah, there's there's no way to everything is different. There's no really one way to like you know. So since I'm conscious of time, uh, I'll I'll move on to uh, my last sort of line of questioning. Um, so as a managing director, I can imagine you get resumes you know tr- thrown on your desks every day to look at. And you know, at 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 different levels, right? Uh, I would assume maybe not at the analyst level, but but right at the associate and VP level. So, what is some advice that you would give aspiring undergrads that want to go into finance to not only break into a competitive industry but also reach that senior banker status? So, the you know, we receive a lot of resumes, and the differentiating ones are the ones where. So when when I went in, when we interview somebody, the person needs to do his homework. He or she needs to do his his or her homework. 
they need to understand what banking is. They need to understand to have some knowledge about the firm that they're interviewing with. Um, and they need to they need to do their homework. Mm-hmm. And that's very important. And the majority of people don't do their homework. They just repeat you know, what they, they do and they say, and they just they just uh, 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 try Regurg- to, to, to... Regurgitate to, uh, what's already on their resume. Sorry? Regurgitate what's already on their resume. No, not only that. They, they just... Uh, it, it, sometimes they add things that are not true. They want to uh, amplify. And amplifying is good, but amplify something that, that is real. And, yeah. and it's easy. You know, trust me, we, we, catch, we, we catch the majority of things uh, that, that are fake. Um, and, and the thing is, it's important to differentiate yourself. Uh, what makes you special? Uh, what's, you know, what's your, what makes you, what are your life experiences that will make you a, a, a good uh, person to work with? That's important. Um, because at the end of the day, everybody can do this work. It's not rocket science. Everybody tells you you have to have good quants unless you do a quantitative analysis in, in trading. If you know how to add, subtract, multiply, you know, you're fine. You know, you will, you will learn, you know, if you're patient and hard worker, you will learn how to do these type of things. So it's not, it's not rocket science. It's about your ability to work into stressful condition, long hours, uh, in team play, be a team player. Uh, you know, it's 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 there's there's a lot of soft, all these soft skills that need to come out during the 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 the, the interview and as much as possible on the resume. I, I've seen a resume uh, where one guy was you know champion of karate, and this just a simple fact, you know, made me you know want to interview him and and and. Uh, and, 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 and do that. I, I had this resume of this lady, she took a year off to, 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 found, to, to, to create her own uh, consumer uh, online business. It didn't work out, but th- these type of things made me really, you know, you know, want like to, an X factor. To, to know more about this person. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. It's like, what, what can differentiate them? And exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. 100%. All right. Well, um, I, you know, I want to be conscious of time. So I think that was my last question. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Beneni, for joining me on this episode of Close the Deal. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much. <laughs>